Welcome to the Be A Friend podcast. My name is Brian, and my mission is to encourage and inspire listeners to end loneliness for someone else by showing up for their friends. As my therapist friend, also known as my therapist, says, if you want to make a good friend, you have to be a good friend. So on this podcast, I'm going to share with you all real stories of people showing up for their friends. Hello, Be A Friend listeners. As you may have noticed, if you've been faithfully following along with the podcast, that it has been about a month since the last episode aired. And that is because I have started a new full-time job, um, which is exciting, but it also means that I have significantly less time to dedicate to podcasting. However, I was able to record a new episode this week with my good friend Grant Wagner. He is both a therapist and Young Life Area Director down in Southern California, so he has some unique views on friendship that I am excited to share with you all. Here we go. Well, I figured we'd uh, begin our time together, Grant, as we have most of our times in our lives, with a little roll call. <laughs> yes, need to do that. Yes. Uh, so going down the list, we've got uh, Grant Wagner. Uh, present. Present. Um, Brian Coleman. That's that's me, so present. And that's the end of the roll call. Um, that. Okay. Uh, now that, that agenda item is taken care of, <laughs> um, uh, I'm excited, everyone listening, to introduce to you my good friend Grantsum. Uh, well, I call him Grantsum. I don't know if anyone else does. Uh, the nickname originated because I would hear lots of girls talk about how handsome my friend Grant was. <laughs> um, and Grant, you gave me a nickname as well. That's that's right. It's Brizzle. Because mm-hmm. no one sizzles like Brizzle. No one says, is that what the girls would say in college? That's what they, they would always say, put sunscreen on. Oh, wait, but it also could have been because of your physical looks. It, it could have been. It could have been. I think I was rocking an unstyled hair every day, just kind of longer yeah. every day, a little longer than the day before. It was, it was a good look for you, Brian. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. this is a unique podcast because... We're recording it in the morning. Normally, this is an afternoon affair. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you need to preface it like that in case, like, the energy of this podcast is just like, well, <laughs> well, you're getting what you're getting, listeners, because this is the morning. We're starting at eight a.m. Um, this is normally when I'm being quiet and reflective, but this morning I'm being energetic and social. Um, and I really like morning radio shows. Yeah. You don't, they don't make them like they used to. Um, if anyone's a fan of Live 105 up in the Bay Area, um, Grant, you may not be um, being down in Orange County, uh, but it was my favorite morning show. They would always have just fun little segments every time. So I was trying to think of um, what little segments I could throw onto this as our first morning show. Like and I asked my wife, Krizia, and she wanted me to ask you this question. So this is a hard hitting one. Okay. Um, speaking of the morning, who would win in the fight? Lucky Charms or Cocoa Puffs? Ah, uh, the between the mascots. Uh, you can take this any direction you yeah, want. And I, I mean, Lucky Charms as a cereal itself, it's marshmallows, so they're gonna get rocked. Mm. 
by the rocks of Cocoa Pebbles. But if the mascots are going, I mean, you got a you got a leprechaun who seems pretty like pugnacious. So, has <laughs> used the word pugnacious? I've used the word of the day. Wow! I can go back to sleep. Wow! Can you define pugnacious for all of us, Grant? Sure. Belligerent. Uh, quarrelsome. Eager to get in a fight. Okay. This was the only. I'm not even kidding. This is the only SAT word word that stuck with me in in all of my studies. I have a I have a SAT book that big. That's a big SAT book. And there is one word in that book that stuck, which was pugnacious. And I I didn't like that word because all the definitions for that word were words that I didn't know until it got to eager to fight. Yeah. Mm. Eager to fight. Yeah, belligerent. That's another big, big word. So now I just use pugnacious in pretty much every conversation I have. Wow. I try to use the word behoove myself. <laughs> That's a good word. Like it would, it would uh, behoove you to try to use pugnacious as much as possible with people because it would make you sound extra intelligent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or, yeah. It's always hard to use big vocabulary words or like that sort of thing because then people are like, are you intelligent? Or are you just a guy that wants people to know that you know words? Yeah, that's and then I start speaking weird. in Italian, and then I'm like, "Yep, I'm a guy that knows words in multiple languages." Wow, how many languages, Grant? Now you got me curious. No, I really don't. Oh, okay. I, I still remember how to say hello in Italian. Can you prove it? Ciao. Oh, I thought that was goodbye. That's hello too. Yeah. Wow. Is it both hello and goodbye, like aloha, or? Yeah, it's like, it's like aloha. Wow. I'm not the like, I'm not the language expert here. So, okay. Um, but... Is there anything you would say you are an expert about? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I think that, well, by, by licensing and degree um, and what people pay me to do, I'm an expert at uh, counseling and practicing mental health therapy. Uh, so there's that. Um, <clears throat> nobody pays me to play spike ball, but I'm pretty good at spike ball these days. That's a good skill. Yeah, I really like doing that. Okay. Uh, yeah, those are, those, those are two things. So you are, um, by definition, one of my therapist friends. <laughs> But just to clarify, you are not the therapist friend I refer to in the intro of every podcast. I've been wondering. Yeah, it's in case you're wondering, it's not you. It's not the great Gransom, Gransom <laughs> Wagner. It sounds um, like something like too smart for me to say. I I feel like you've got some nuggets in you, in you, Grant. Um, but anyway, to paint a little picture of everyone listening, they they may not know who who you are. Actually, I can guarantee most people listening do not know who you are unless you share this with your friends and family when this comes out, then they will know who you are. Um, <laughs> just to touch, cover all the bases in case your family is listening to this. Um, so where where are you right now? Uh, I am in my office in Orange County, California. 
fascinating. In a chair. It's yeah. a good chair. I'm assuming it is. It, it looks leather. Was that like a philosophical question or was that a geographical question? That was that was a geographical question for sure. Okay. Um, right. You could have taken it philosophically if you wanted. Um, but the intention was purely geographical. Okay. Yeah. Um, you did warn me on the phone that you are uh, a processor before you answer questions. So <laughs> I, you may need some time in between questions. But I thought, screw it. We're going to do a lightning round of questions. Okay. So as fast as you can. Um, these are really hard hitting questions. They're not. For those listening, they couldn't see me shaking my head no. Um, but Grant, what stage of life are you in right now? I I am in the... Now I feel like I got to answer quickly. You you do. It's the lightning hey, round. Is there a timer? All yeah, right. it's ticking. Tick, 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 tick. Okay. Uh, I'm in the stage of life where I have, uh, I've been married for almost 10 years. I have, I just had my third child. Um, I have two, two girls and one boy. He's the newest. Um, I'm at the stage where I, I would say I'm, I'm fairly well into the, uh, the personal vision of what I would like to do with my life um and exploring how the my career like intersects with that which i think it does pretty well um yeah that's it wow well the next two questions were how long have you been married and how many children do you have so that is gonna be a short lightning round um, what do you tell your barber when you get your hair cut <laughs> uh my barber like okay first i don't have like a barber i have super cuts and second, everybody at Supercuts probably like does not like when I come in because I, I, I'm I'm in a spot where I have opinions about my hair, but I don't know how to articulate them. And so I'll just say like, what what do you think would look good to the barber? Because I don't know how to say like take take two inches off. Like I just don't know lengths of hair. I've never said like when they say, do you want me to just take a half inch? I don't know what that looks like. I can't, I can't see it. So sometimes I'll try to show a picture, but then I rarely have a good picture that mm. like, and you'd think, Grant, just save a picture on your phone and show them that picture. You would think. I done that. And I just, so what do I tell my barber? I say, what do you think I should do? And then usually they say, I think you should take a half inch and I'll say, why don't we try that? And then they'll be like, what do you think? And I'll say, what else do you think? <laughs> what else do you think we should do? And then they'll be like, I'll take another half inch. And then we'll just kind of whittle it down like that. Okay. So it's a, it's a slow and steady uh, <laughs> trimming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Know. We're, we're lightning rounding. So I got to keep going quick. Here we go. Um, what was the last good movie you watched? Um, Ratatouille. Ooh. I like that one. Good one. Good one. Um, what do you do for work? Uh, I am a therapist. I'm also the Young Life Area Director in South Orange County. Double dipping. <laughs> Both. How do, how do those two work together? Do they work together? 
or are they <laughs> distinct, mutually is exclusive? This, <laughs> is this still a lightning round? This is yes. lightning round. Yeah, you gotta, uh, gotta be fast with it. Well, they both work with people, and typically when I'm working in therapy, I work with teenagers, and so um, so they intersect in that it's spending good time with with people, generally teenagers. And would you say being knowing th therapy things makes you a better young life leader? Uh, like certainly it does. And then also sometimes it bogs down. Uh, if you don't like kind of release your therapy <laughs> way of being, sometimes it bogs down like the relationship that probably you should seek after like in a high school football stadium or, you know, um, because sometimes as a therapist, you like, you know, it's like, oh, you could probably spend 30 minutes talking about that. Um, and I, I can tell that's just waiting or like weighty on your brain. And then you have a space to do that. But then you can identify the same thing in a kid like at a lunch or something that you, but they don't necessarily, <laughs> it's not like I'm, I want to just, I just want to play or I just want to like do goofy things. And it's like, Oh, got to remove that. So almost certainly it always helps to, to know how to kind of work as a, a counselor. Um, but you also have to know the place to do it. Yeah. Like Taco Bell with a middle school or high school student may not be the best place to <laughs> dive into their parent parental issues. May not, but, but then you, you get surprised on the other end too, right? Like it's like, sometimes you're, you're out of place with somebody and they're just like, this is the place I just, and you're the person. So generally it's, it's actually not the place. It's, it's the person that you're with. So. It's not the place. It's the person that you're with. I told you, you'd have some good nuggets to say today, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, and last lightning round question. Cause we've been really lightning with these questions. Um, really lightning, really lightning, really fast as lightning. Oh, ka-chow. Um, how do we, <laughs> how do we know each other? Uh, um, we know each other from, uh, young life in Malibu, uh, that I, I let out like a, uh, I don't know, as I think about it, it's just like, that was such a good time of knowing, knowing one another, being friends with one another, uh, yeah, just being, I don't know how to describe it. It's a very nice time to think about, like the time where I knew you best mm -hmm. and first got to know you. So young life, tutoring kids at Malibu High School and um, having breakfast together on Friday mornings. Yeah, where we would do the roll call in the car every day. Once we were a little more awake, you'd get something <laughs> healthy like yogurt which is healthy, right? I don't know. It's like the sugary yogurt. Yeah. Probiotics, I hear, is a thing, um, <laughs> supposedly. Uh, and I would get like a super sugary blueberry muffin, the epitome of health that I was. Yeah. Um, but there's one other memory that you did not touch on, Grant. I think you know what I'm going to say. The, uh, triple, the triple PGA. Yep, the PPVGA tour the professional putt putt golf association which may have been trademarked by someone else by now um because if you google it there is results 
there are results. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was our million dollar TikTok right there. If we would have just ran with that, man, we could have we could have really had something if TikTok was a thing when we were in college. <laughs> Instead, like Snapchat had just come out, like either maybe right after you graduated or right before. Right after. Right after. Instagram came out the year after I graduated. Oh, we could have posted so many sunset pictures in Malibu if we had Instagram at the time. Missed. Really missed opportunity. Um, well, Grant, this is a podcast about being a friend. So while we've been we've been dancing around the topic, we've been tangoing, um, some may say. Uh, but let's 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 dive in a little bit. My my question for you, well, I have more than one, but the one I'm going to start with is about best friendship. Mm. Are you a guy who has one best friend or many? Um, I'm a guy that um, I'm open to having many best friends. I typically have few, uh, few to one, you know. Um, but it's important for me to have at least one. Uh, I'm open to the, I'm open to the like possibility that it's not the one for all of my life. Um, but, um, but I would say I'm, I'm, I'm not like a spread myself out, like, and see how many best friends I can, uh, procure, like bring in you're not a collector of, of best friends <laughs> no you don't it's make bobbleheads of each it one. seems nice you know you just got a bunch of best friends but yeah but then if you have many best friends are any of them a best friend yeah so there you go i mean quite the conundrum oh my gosh grant you are in for a, a treat right now okay my wife just walked in the, the front door. Well, there's only really a front door. Um, oh. I don't know if you've gotten to meet Krizia before. Hello. Hi, Krizia. I've seen your lovely wedding photos. Oh, thanks. I've heard so much about you. Yeah. <laughs> good things, good things. What, what have you heard about him? The grandson, he's handsome. Yeah, yep, that's the main one I say. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's, that's how they know me. You guys did Young Life together in Malibu, is that? Yeah. Yep. Cool. I'm yep. getting it right. Accurate. <laughs> Yay. Well, it's good meeting you. It's really nice to meet you. Yeah. Thanks for taking care of Brian so well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would call her uh, my best friend. Um, however, I do see value. I imagine your wife is one of your best friends or maybe the bestest of friends. She but is. there's also, I imagine you were talking about your best friends that are not your wife yeah and I think like I was actually thinking about that before talking with you because like when I consider best friends and that sort of thing um there there's just like it's like no competition with Leslie who's my wife um there's just zero competition and so it's almost like well then it needs to be a different category almost like best friend that's last worth and is it worth having a different category too and i think that is a, the answer to that is yes it's it's worth having someone who's not your wife as a best friend too but it's also worth having your wife be your best friend yeah i agree 
So anyways. Yeah, I get a little jealous when Crazia talks about her best friends. Um, she is a best friends, plural, um, kind of gal. Um, yeah. And so she calls me her best friend. But I know Yvonne and Tanya are also her best friends. Um, so shout out to Yvonne and Tanya. Shout out Yvonne and Tanya. Um, and so I don't know. I, I don't know if I should be jealous, but I am. So I'm going to accept my emotions and my feelings um, as my other therapist friend encourages me to do. Um, but well, is he a, this is a therapist question. What, what, why jealousy? Why do you, why that? Why does that come up? Because I want to be the bestest of best friends. Um, I don't want to share the title. Um, yeah. But why does the jealousy, why, I don't know, to dig a little deeper <laughs> under the surface, like, let's call it the iceberg. We're going to look a little below the surface. Um, I actually don't have an answer. Uh, I was hoping one would come to me. <laughs> I was, like, I was actually like, oh no, like what if there's like a deep hidden trauma of like best friendship that is under there and I just said something about it that boom, we went right down there. Yeah, well, it's not about where you're talking to someone, Grant. It's about who you're talking to. And you are a trusted friend um, for, wow, 12, 13 years now? Yeah. Woof. It's been, well, uh, I'll say two things. First, first, that's what, like, the title of Best Friend, like, okay, so no other person in uh, Cruzia's life will say, she'll be like, I'm going to go hang out with my husband, except for you, which should be like the highest elevated title. Mm -hmm. And, um, but it's like exchanged with like the best friend thing. You should also be the best friend, but I, I just don't think the spouse title, even though it is the same exact same as best friend should be called best friend. It goes back to SAT vocabulary words. It should have a different name. Hmm. Yeah. But maybe that's what husband means. It's one of the sub layers. Yeah. Any other thoughts on best friends? I think best friends are hard to come by. And I think they're mm -hmm. getting harder to come by. And the, you know, the older you get, the harder it is to get a, a best friend. So Wise words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And especially once... I'm I'm discovering newly married, mm -hmm. finding a best friend outside of Crisia is is challenging because I'm devoting a lot of my attention and affection, obviously, to her, and not to uh, the the boys. Mm -hmm. I I'm trying. I'm still intentionally making sure I spend time with the boys every week. We got a group chat called Happy Hour Boys, um, though it's it was spelled B-O-I-S. So when Siri would read it out loud, it'd say you have a text message from the happy hour bois, uh, <laughs> which just little little things that give you joy. Um, but yeah, they're harder to harder to come by the older you get. Yeah. When you're in elementary school, it's just like, oh, I had lunch with Andrew today. He's my best friend. Did... <laughs> yeah. I, I think about that too. I think about like how easy it is for kids to like make best friends and not even think about it. You know, they don't need to listen to a podcast about how to, how to be a good friend. They just are. Yeah. They Most can just 
go to Chuck E. Cheese, play on the playground in there, and they have five friends. Look, you're going to see it like when are you and Chrissy planning on having kids? One day. One of these days. Yeah. Um, it's it's like a really incredible thing to like actually witness like your own kid go to a park or like uh, I took Claire last week to a, um, a high school baseball game, um, which just shout out to high school baseball game attendees, parents who do that. You guys are saints. <laughs> high school baseball games are so long and I thought bringing my five-year-old to a high school baseball game would be a nice outing but two and a half hours in and like only three innings down I was like oh my goodness but um fortunately there was like a 10-year-old girl um there um and Claire who's five like the two of them just started playing in the like there was a flower like wildflowers behind the baseball field and like they just they just went off and they just became like best friends and then they shared food with each other they like one of them got popcorn and the other like brought it to them it's like you would want popcorn and anyways what i'm circling back to is like when you have kids like you get a front row seat of how like friendship in its purest form i think begins to work hmm and it's it's like so refreshing. It's like taking a drink of cold water. Like it's just awesome. Um yeah. I think to think like interpersonally about other people without really the any sort of like what's in it for me, which I think is what happens a lot of time with children, is yeah. I don't know. It's like inspiring. It's like, how do I do that? Um, yeah, why is it so easy for her to make friends? And I have all these social skills, but it's hard for me. It's because there's too much thought. There's there's a lot of thinking that goes into like interactions. I think as an adult, you, you're always thinking about your own position, your own, you know, your status. Your like, and and we all say like, no, I don't care about that. Like, no, I don't. I don't care what other people think about me. But I think that's kind of I don't know, like, I, I think people probably care a little bit more than they let on. Um, I, I, I'll I, speak for myself, I do. And, mm -hmm. um, and like, if I just went up to people, like, like, Claire did, to be friends, you know, I probably wouldn't run around and pick flowers with them. But, uh, you know. <laughs> I'm picturing that right now of just you picking flowers <laughs> with some random, like, 30-year-old like man. Like, me and another bored dad are just like, hey, do you want to go pick some flowers? And we just go. Yeah, flowers. I don't know how I would respond if someone came up to me my own age and said, want to pick flowers with me. You'd do it. I, I would for a minute, and then I would probably feel <laughs> self-conscious of why am I picking flowers with this random man? Yeah. See, that's that's where you get into it. You start thinking about like what are other people gonna think? What does this mean? Is this actually fun? It's probably not that fun, but yeah. So I'm not gonna the... knock it. I haven't tried it. Yeah, maybe that's the takeaway from this episode is 
Go pick flowers with someone. Just don't think about it. Give it a try. Give it a try. I had a good question. Yeah. I'm trying to remember it. Ah. Yeah, I remembered it. What are some words of wisdom to learn from Claire about friendship? Hmm. I should just bring her in. Yeah, she'd probably talk about this easily. <laughs> well, you ask Claire, who's your best friend? And she, the thing that's interesting about Claire is she, her best friend is a, a kid named Cooper. And um, Cooper is um, Leslie's best friend's son. So it's best friend up top and the best friend, uh, Claire and Cooper are best friends. Um, and I think, I think her wisdom would be like, I'm best friends with the person that you give me. Um, <laughs> like her, her, like her ability to withhold judgment of the person in her play space is like unbelievable. So I think she would, she would say her words of wisdom would be, um, I'll be best friends with whoever you give me and bring them on, you know, bring them on, bring them on. I don't really know how to word this question, but um, I think there is power in play. Like Claire was just playing with flowers with kids. Um, We men typically can bond shoulder to shoulder with people that we play sports with. Um, do you think there is like a special power in playing with people? For those yeah. who couldn't see, I was cringing as I asked the question because I knew the wording wasn't right, but it's the best I could do. <laughs> Engaging in shared activity, like that's fun, but playing with people is fine too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> engaging in a shared activity that you enjoy. Yeah. Well, and like that also like, like requires some like kinetic energy because you could like your enjoyable activity could be, you know, eating food together and, 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 you know, drinking a beer together or watching a game together, but that's different than play. That's not the same as play. And play is like a really, really important word, especially in like, if you're looking at child psychology and that's, I'm going to go to therapist route here or, or one who like, I think play matters tremendously for well, the research is there for children. I mean, like play is the thing that they need to do like above everything else. Children need to play because play teaches um, boundaries and limits. It teaches like your own physical, like what you can do, um, climb up a, a jungle gym or, um, like run as fast as you can you like it just creates these these boundaries and you find them and it's fun to to find them that way and then it also creates interpersonal boundaries where if you're playing with somebody um like a game like hide and go seek or something it will actually create order in the game because if you play with someone who's always cheating or like not playing well and you can see this like you go to the park with claire and her new friends if they play hide and go seek and someone opens their eyes and peeks where like someone's hiding 
they're going to get called out. We're going to be like, you need to close your eyes. Um, and so you kind of learn, you learn just rules of the game, but like, that's big. Like it's big to learn like social expectations outside of like you learn them in play so that you take them outside of play. And I just like, I think one of the reasons, like, I don't, I don't think like friendship is in a, in a state of thriving right now. I don't know if that's like discussed in, in conversation on like, I don't know. Like when you talk with other people, does that kind of come up? Not so much on the podcast, but with my, my friend, Kevin, it typically comes up, especially like male friendship. Yeah. It's like, I forget the research, but men, if they were asked to pick their groomsmen for their wedding, have a much harder time than picking than women have for picking their bridesmaids because men just feel like they have less options. Mm -hmm. That's something Kevin and I have talked about. Yeah, um, I, I I think it has a lot to do with, yeah, the the opportunities for play are fairly limited for, uh, I mean, and and like we're we're in California and and like, cult, like culturally, like we're bound in culture too. So, but like, um. It, in in my area, there's not like a lot of rec sports leagues that you can do. There's not like a lot of like places where you can go to actually play with other people who aren't high schoolers or like, like, mm-hmm. like it just doesn't really exist. And if it does, it's like, um, like I wanted to join an ultimate Frisbee league once, but it cost like $500 to play ultimate Frisbee for like eight games or something like that. And I was like, I'm not going to. Like, I get you have to rent out a field, maybe, but like, why wouldn't you just go to a park that you can play without renting a $500 field, you know, like, so anyways, but also people just aren't available anymore to like, mm-hmm. do things, uh, they don't prioritize play, I don't think, like they should. Yeah, and I've heard it said about, at least California, young life versus other states, young life is it's harder in California, especially in more populated areas, because people just have less time to waste. Um, Probably in Orange County, kids are pretty busy. Up here in the Bay Area, kids are very busy, very overcommitted. And where Young Life thrives is really in wasting time with kids and Mm -hmm. playing with kids. And I'd say that is uh, in the, the air for the adults that we breathe as well, because we're just busy. The older you get, the more commonly acceptable your answer to how are you is always busy and tired, or I've got a full plate. And mm-hmm. There's very rarely will I ever say, yeah, I just played today. Well, actually, a week ago, I had a sword fight in the park with some friends. Um, literally, we LARPed. Um, <laughs> it was glorious, and I feel so much closer to them because we played together. But yeah. that's super rare and very weird to have a sword fight in the park we got a lot of weird looks from passersby some grandma was very friendly to us and wondering what we were doing hitting <laughs> each other with foam swords but yeah there's just less time to waste right now it seems like 
especially in California. Yeah. I always, I'm always curious, like when people say that, like I'm busy, I'm tired, my plate's full. I like, I never asked the question, but it's like, um, I want to ask like either a, and do you like it that way? And do you think like, I like it for you that way? Like, are you saying that as like kind of a point of like, you're doing what everybody else is doing? Like, like everybody's saying that. So do you like it that way? And would you want to change it? Like for me, like, even if I am busy, I I don't think I would want to like consciously say like, I'm busy and tired, not, not to be inauthentic or anything, but just because it's like, that's not what I want to be. That's because this, this is like the main thing I've been thinking about, like just in like, in our like conversations and that sort of thing. Like what does like good friendship, like what is good friendship based off of? Um, And it's based off, like, as far as I can see, it's based off of, availability like you could say it's based off of your empathy levels which i think is really important it's based off of your ability to have like good fun and humor that's pretty important but if you don't have availability to give those things then i think like it's just it's like it's a failure to launch you know and um and so i actually don't like to say to people like i'm i'm busy and tired because then that what i think may or may not be happening is I'm signaling to them I'm not available to you and I like anybody who's willing to ask me the question how are you doing like um I'm I'm gonna generally think like well I like I would there's some form of relationship that I can engage maybe not like you're not my next best friend but if I say I'm busy and and tired it kind of signals to them like (laughs) like the underlying message is you think you can jump on on this? You think you can jump in the schedule? No, you know I don't have I, so because there's nothing they can do to like make you less busy. You know they they might break your leg and that could make you less busy, but then you have to tend to a broken leg. And you're probably gonna resent them for breaking your leg. Yeah, so that's just a bad friendship move. That moves out the door. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, that's. I don't know what 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 are your thoughts? I love what you just said. Uh, I always say when someone asks like, "What's the most important thing in a friendship?" I always say availability for me. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, we have to get along. We have to have some sort of chemistry of like, do we vibe together? Um, but ultimately, it's like we can vibe together, but if we never see each other, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. if you're not available to spend time together, then what good is your chemistry? What good is the good vibes um, because you're never going to see them again. Yeah. So like there's one guy that just popped into my mind, my, my friend, Caleb. Well, I, maybe I'm using the word friend too uh, inclusively because I never see him. Um, Like we got, we met once we got along really well. We said, let's hang out. We exchanged phone numbers and I've seen him once since then. Um, And so I would love to be friends with Caleb, but we just both haven't made ourselves available to each other. So Caleb, if you're listening, I like you. You're cool. Let's try to hang out. Um, but at the same time, this is not to Caleb anymore. Um, if like 
you don't have you, you can't be available to everyone that's just not how life works you have limits and you got to live within your limits and so maybe you can't be friends with everyone but you shouldn't close yourself off by being just too busy and unavailable well it's funny because you say that like the what you say is true like you have to have boundaries in in how available you can be but then I fight that just a little bit just for the sake of fighting it like and it's like why why do you gotta have boundaries and it's like so you can keep your busy schedule so like like do what needs to get done definitely um but I think I think that the okay usually what needs to get done is stuff that doesn't really pertain to interpersonal relationships you know uh, like it's it's making an income and a living which I'm not like you have to do that you do have to do that but then what I think people get like what I get confused by I'll just speak for myself it's like you you don't know the bottom line of what's enough and then you miss out on what's important so you're you're like you're 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 making yourself available for the things that you kind of need to to survive but then you don't we don't like put a cap on okay like well i need dinner for this week to survive so i need to go and, and get you know food for this week um through making money to buy food but um, but then it goes to like so much like excess that this is getting way too philosophical. <laughs> but like what I'm trying to say is like the end of the day at your at the like this is what research shows like um, end of life research, which is like it's like its own you know topic and field. It's when people like are on their like last legs of life. They're they're consistently talking about the relationships that they like forged and and uh, maintained and brought meaning to their life they're rarely talking about like the things that i think a lot of us use our available time doing um let me put a bow on it (laughs) let me land this plane the um if friendship and interpersonal relationships are the most important thing at the end of life and the most important thing to friendships and relationships is being available, um, then, then it should be taken really seriously about like how available should you make yourself and like what, what can you cut out? And I guess this, like you put a cap to, we didn't talk about this, but like, it's kind of goes back to that. How many best friends can you have? I think you gotta, you gotta limit your tribe. Like you gotta limit your, your circle. Um, I think we're, we're like, it's, it's easy to get in the the zone of like, I want to, I want to just hang out with everybody. I want to, I want to be available to everybody. And then that you get a, you know, diminishing return for that because you can't get quality time with everybody. Anyways. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I think you put a, a nice bow on it. Um, the most important thing is relationships, especially at end of life. 
or at the, maybe at our just at the end of life that we realize the most important thing is relationships. Um, and so make yourself available for them, but not available to literally everyone. But where's the where's the line? Maybe it's a little fuzzy. The line's not clear of how big is your tribe. Um, but with that, um, I have to go to work in a minute. So we the plane is landing. <laughs> Buckle your seatbelts. Um, but last question. I was told to ask this by my friend Zach Schmidt. Shout out, Zach. Lots of shout outs today. Is there anything else you want to say on a podcast? Specifically this one. I love Brizzle. Brizzle Coleman. Wow. Thank you. I I love Gransom Wagner. Um, now the world knows. Let, let it be known. Bro love. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> um, yeah, Grant, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I, I really appreciate it. I, we've been saying for a few months, like, oh, Grant, you, I, sh I should get you on the podcast. And we did it. We've done it. It's in the here. morning of all times. <laughs> in the morning. Oh, man. I feel like our last 15 minutes was, it, we, we, it really took us some time maybe to warm up. I don't know. Yeah, we, we were very whimsical at first. Um, <laughs> and that's and us at our was, best. That's us at our best. Mm -hmm. I do love some good whimsy. Um, but whimsy. We, have, we have our serious sides as well. Um, is there... I also asked this question of my guests. Is there any way people can get in touch with you if they're like, wow, that, that Grant Wagner guy, what a, what a stud. I would love to pick his brain on Instagram. Or yeah. email. Just or give me a call. 702-533-8324. Put it out there. There you go. Yeah. Forget Instagram. Just go straight to the phone number. Just give me a text. There you go. You heard I'm it sure, here first. I'm sure my mom will text me from this podcast. And if not her, who would? I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, awesome. Grant, have a have a wonderful day. You have the whole day ahead of you. So hope you as do you. As do you. Yep. I got some meetings today to look forward to. One of them is about a budget. Ooh. I hope you use some big words in it. Yeah. It would behoove me to show off my vocabulary. So yeah, but don't get pugnacious. <laughs> that is it for today's episode i hope that as you go about your day today you will be inspired by something you heard grant or i say during this show thanks again to grantsome for being on the podcast thanks to tim cassell for the music you hear in this episode and thank you for listening to the show if you do not already subscribe or follow the podcast on whatever platform you are using to listen to this, please do that and leave a review. So far, we are at one review, and that is my sister. Thank you, Danielle. If you want to stay up to date with all things related to the show, look in the episode description for the link to our Instagram and TikTok at Be a Friend Podcast. Until next time, don't forget that if you want to make a good friend, you have to be a good friend.